This is a Squiz Kids podcast. Your fresh take on what's happening in the world around you. Hello, Squiz Kids, and welcome to this very special chat with a very important person. Today, I'm chatting with Rachel Lord, who works for one of my favourite platforms, YouTube. You've heard of YouTube, right? Yeah, I thought so. And Rachel has taken time out of her busy schedule to join us here on the podcast to chat about media literacy and staying safe online. Rachel Lord, welcome to Squiz Kids. Thank you, Bryce. It's great to be here. So let's cut straight to the chase. You work at YouTube here in Australia. Does that mean that you get to sit around and watch YouTube videos all day and call it work? Because if so, I totally want in on some of that action. Well, sadly, no. (laughs) I I lead government affairs and public policy for YouTube here in Australia and in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. And I know this sounds a little bit serious, and it is, because part of my job is working with governments to help keep Australians safe while they're using our platform. But there is also a really fun side to my job, and that is that I get to introduce Australian YouTube creators to our politicians. Right. So we're really proud of the fabulously creative ways that Australians use YouTube, and we do really enjoy sharing their stories with our elected officials. All right. So not quite sitting around all day watching YouTube, but even so, it still sounds quite cool. And Rachel, you have kids just as I do. They must love going to school and telling other kids that their mum works at YouTube. Um, yes, I hope my kids think I'm a bit cooler than I may well be. Um, and I've got to say, um, meeting the Norris Nuts really did help my credibility. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> and just so that listeners can get a sense of the global reach of YouTube, can you tell us a little bit about how many users YouTube has around the world? Absolutely. We have billions of monthly logged in users Whoa. and every day people come to watch billions of hours of video. Every day? And- every day and generate billions of views on YouTube. Amazing. But YouTube, as you know, it's a platform for anyone to share their stories. And in turn, it's the opportunity for all of us to enjoy those stories that come from all around the world. And I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. Now, at first glance, you might think the only thing YouTube and Squiz Kids have in common is that we're both places to learn and be entertained. But there's actually something else that we have in common, isn't there, Rachel? Mm, I think I know where you might be going with this, Bryce. (laughs) Good. YouTube is committed to keeping kids safe online, and I saw that you recently shared its five core principles to help deliver on this. And YouTube also shares Squiz Kids' passion for one of my favourite things, media literacy, which is to say teaching people online to recognise misinformation when they come across it and how to share responsibly. We sure are, Bryce. So children and teenagers today, as we mentioned earlier, can access a world of possibilities on YouTube. And this can be exploring important topics or looking up a video to help with their maths homework. But They've never really known a reality without this world at their fingertips. Mm. And as young people continuously evolve the way they show up online, we're looking at evolving our services and policies. And we did recently share five core principles that we're committed to adhere to in our work at YouTube to build a safe and high-quality experience for children and teenagers when they're using our platform. Excellent. And just as we've produced NewsHounds, our free media literacy course for primary school kids, YouTube has produced a very cool series of educational videos called Hit Pause. Tell us a little bit about those. 
of course, Bryce. So we want to help people think critically about the content that they see online, mm-hmm. and that includes on YouTube. So we've partnered with an organisation called NUMLEY, which is the National Association for Media Literacy Education, yep. um, to develop a series of short videos that remind us to reflect and to hit pause before reacting. Right. So in the videos, we show some of the ways that information can be shared that might not be entirely truthful like when someone only tells you half the story uh-huh. or they pretend to be an expert on something that, you know, they're really not an expert on. Yeah. And just like in those circumstances, you might ask that person lots of questions about the story you've just heard mm-hmm. or really ask them a lot of questions about how much they really know about that topic. Yeah. It's important that we're thinking about doing and doing the same thing Um about what we see on the internet. 100%. Um, Yeah. So, look, we really believe that critical thinking is one of our best tools to support us in shifting through all the information Mm -hmm. that's available online. And that also includes lots of good stuff as well as the not-so-good stuff. And, look, you make a really good point there because I think so often when adults like us talk about the internet, we tend to focus on the bad stuff. But in reality, there's really so much amazing stuff online. And the trick, I suppose, is how to learn to sort out the good stuff from the not-so-good stuff. There is so much amazing stuff online. Mm. On YouTube alone, there's some incredible Australian creators sharing videos that you know, might teach us something new. Mm-hmm. They might inspire us to try a new hobby or an activity, yeah. or they might just make us laugh. <laughs> and I actually think as a mum, when, you know, I look at what my kids have available to them, they're really lucky. And compared to um, <clears throat> when you and I were kids, Brian. Um, <laughs> no need to go too far into that, yes. <laughs> <laughs> certainly beats the ageing set of encyclopedias we might have had access to, or, you know, the trip to a video store on a Friday oh, yes. night. Yes, yes, um, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I remember, or maybe I've heard people talk about it. I don't know if I remember. Yes, but yes, yes, yes. Mm. yes, like our grandparents. That's um, right. <laughs> <laughs> but look, you know, we really do need to remember that online, just like in real life, not everyone is telling the truth. Yeah. And as we explore and hit pause, it's important to pause and to think about what we see as well as how our own behaviour online might affect other people. Yeah, absolutely. And look, we'll come to that. But I first want to touch on something you just said, how it's important to stop and think. Now, the reason I want to stop there is because that's exactly what Squeezy the Newshound is always telling Squeeze Kids. So every Thursday on our podcast, our daily news podcast, Squeeze Kids, Squeezy the Newshound pops his head into the daily news podcast and he reports back on fishy things that he's sniffed out on the internet. And as I mentioned before, He's the face of our Newshounds Media Literacy resource for primary school kids. And in that, he teaches kids to stop, think and check before believing everything they see, read or hear on the internet. Sounds like we're speaking the same language, Bryce. I think we most certainly are. So listen, let's jump straight in and have a listen to the key messages in your hit pause campaign and explore what Squiz Kids can learn from them. Yeah, before you assume a story's true, hit pause and check more sources to make sure the facts you're getting aren't one-sided. Mmm, one-sided facts. Now, this is a really interesting one, isn't it, Rachel? Because as the old saying goes... There's two sides to every story. And in the case of the internet, often there are 50 sides to every story. Right. And this is where I love the work that you do in Newshounds, encouraging kids to check facts that they see online against reputable news sources. Mm. 
there are plenty of reliable news organisations whose work's available online. And it's often just a case of doing a quick Google search and seeing if the fact you've just read or seen or heard has been reported by a trusted news organisation. And this is the thing that Squizzy's always telling us, just because you see it online doesn't mean it's true. Correct. Excellent. Now, what else does the hit pause video series tell us? Let's have a listen to the message of the next video. Well, before you fall for emotional language, hit pause and check your emotions in case they're being manipulated. You're a journalist, Bryce, and you spend your days with words. What do we mean here by emotional language? All right. Emotional is language that is maybe a little bit dramatic and over the top. Language that is used to attract a reader's attention and more often than not designed to get them to react in a certain way. And can you give us an example? Well, you know, oftentimes you'll see words like outrage or shameful or appalling. Words that are what we call deliberately provocative, which is a fancy way of saying designed to get the reader to react in a certain way. Now, a good test is to ask yourself, is the person telling me this information trying to get me to react in a certain way? In which case, they're more than likely using emotional language. Or are they just telling me the facts without trying to make me think about those facts in one way or the other? Which brings us rather neatly to the next video in the Hit Pause series. So let's have a listen. Hey, before you're forced into making a choice, hit pause and ask yourself if there are other choices. Ah, yes. How many times have you watched a video online and it's asked you to say whether you agree or disagree? It happens all the time. Right. And the thing is, there are often several angles and considerations to an issue. And sometimes Mm. the content you're watching or reading might be cherry picking information or just showing you a few of the options to create what is essentially a false dilemma. Yeah, 100%. Now, this is great. I feel like it's completely changing the way I look at video content online. What's next? Before you trust an expert online, hit pause and check their credentials. Aha. Now, this one is super important. Right, because sadly sometimes people exaggerate online or Mm -hmm. claim to have expertise that they just don't have, and that can be really problematic. Yeah, absolutely. You would never take medical advice from a random stranger on the street, so why would you believe something that's told to you online by someone who claims to be an expert? But wait, sometimes the people giving the expert advice online actually are experts, Rachel, how do we tell the difference? Well, that is where we hit pause and we do a reverse Google search. It's Mm -hmm. really just a simple way to find out if the person who's telling you something online is the expert they claim to be. So if they have a website, then we can believe them, right? Not quite because anyone can make a website, but it's not a bad place to start sniffing around, just like Squizzy the News Hound (laughs) would. So if they have thousands of subscribers or followers on their social media account, then we can believe them? Again, it's not a foolproof test. Just because someone has lots of followers online doesn't necessarily make them an expert. When we say check their credentials, look to see what qualifications they have. If it's medical advice, are they a registered doctor? And Mm -hmm. if so, where did they study? If you do a Google search of their name, are there search results to suggest that they have the qualifications that they claim to have? Mm. Or are there search results that might indicate that not everything they say can be trusted? Right. 
The internet is a remarkable research tool and it's a great way to get closer to the truth. All it takes is a little bit of investigating. And this is the thing, isn't it? Getting people in the habit of taking that one extra step after seeing something online and checking to see if it's true. And that sounds like the perfect segue to our next video. Let's take a listen. <laughs> Yikes. Before you tap share, hit pause. Finish the whole video and consider how it could affect others before passing it on. Now, this is a message that I think is really important. Walk us through it, Rachel. So how many times have you seen a funny video and shared it with friends? Heaps. And yeah, heaps. And maybe you send it with a comment or an mm -hmm. emoji to express what you thought when you saw it. Yeah. But it's really, really important to hit pause and stop before pressing send. And there's a lot of good reasons for that, as the video shows. And yes, there are links to each one of these videos in your episode notes, folks. Often we press share or send without really thinking through the consequences of what impact it might have. Stop and ask yourself, is there anyone who might be embarrassed or upset if this video was shared? Is there anyone who might be offended or think it was inappropriate if they saw this piece of content? Is there anyone whose feelings might be hurt? Or is it possible that it will come back to haunt you? Which is to say, in the hours or days or weeks or even years after you've shared something, can you be absolutely certain you won't regret it in the future? And that's a really hard thing for some young people online to get their heads around the mm, future. Right. Tomorrow can seem like an age away. When we're kids, we don't tend to think too far into the future or to really think about what the consequences of our actions mm -hmm. here and now might be in a day or a week or even in a year's time. And you know what rule I like to use in these situations, Rachel? What rule is that, Brian? I call it the mum rule. And that is, I ask myself, would my mum be pleased if she knew that I had shared this? Or my nana, for that matter. You can swap out mum for nana, they both work. Or even your teacher, anyone in your life who keeps you on the straight and narrow and helps you to avoid making mistakes that you might regret later on. I really like that brass, especially as a mum. I like to think that my kids think of me and stay on the straight and narrow. But it does lead very neatly again to the message of our next video. So let's take a listen. Yeah, before you believe something's true, hit pause and make sure you consider the reason it was made. All right. So if my kids happen to be listening now, they'll be rolling their eyes because I literally say this almost every night at the dinner table. They'll come to me with facts in adverted commas that they've picked up on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, and I'm constantly putting on my best squeezy the newshound voice and telling them to stop, think, and check. And mostly because with my old journalist hat on, I know that you have to be super careful to check who is making a piece of content and what possible reasons they might have for making it. That's right. And again, for the most part, the content people come across on YouTube is content made by people wanting to share their knowledge, their skills, their passions, or who just want to make us laugh. Mm -hmm. But there could be content that you come across online that's trying to get people who are watching, reading, or hearing it to think and feel in a certain way. And in adult speak, that's called having an agenda. And it means creating a piece of content, like say a video, to convince people to think the same as you do. Think about your favourite football or netball team, for example. Now, if you saw a report online that said that their coach was rubbish and there was trouble in the team and their star players were thinking of changing clubs, and then you looked a little bit closer and discovered that that report had been made by an opposing team, 
their longtime rivals, you might have reason to doubt that report, right? Right. Which is to say, when you're online, it's really important to think about who is making a particular video or podcast or story and what possible reason they might have to present only one side of that story or the other. Great stuff. Now, I think we've only got one video left. Let's have a listen. Nice job. Before you believe something's true, hit pause and dig into the source behind the content to make sure it's credible. Whoa, steady on there, Tiger. There's a couple of big ideas here and big words that I think probably need explaining. First up, there's this notion of the source, which we're being told to dig into, and then there's this notion of something being credible. That's a good point because you're right. For lots of people, these might not be familiar words or concepts. So in the context of a piece of content you might come across online, be it a video or a story or a reel or a podcast, the source means what is the source material? What are the origins of the information? Does it come from a well-known university or does it come from some bloke down the street without any obvious qualifications? Right. And when we say credible, well, that's the opposite of incredible. Mm -hmm. Incredible is a word we use when something is so remarkable, it's almost hard to believe. So credible being the opposite means something we can have confidence is real or true. So when we come across content online, we should always check who's making it, what their qualifications are, and then make a decision whether they are trustworthy. Phew, that sure is a lot for us to remember. (laughs) It sure is. (laughs) And that's why we made the Hit Pause video series. And there's links to all seven of the videos in the episode nights so that tweens, teens, parents and teachers can dip into them at their own pace. All right, we're just about out of time. What, Rachel, is the final message that you want listeners to take away? I think, as we said before, the internet is an incredible resource. It is packed full of information and entertainment that has made all of our lives so much richer. And the vast majority of content on there is really, really good. It's just that we need to always be on the lookout for the content that's not. Content that's not truthful or is trying to manipulate us or trick us or make us feel a certain way for a particular reason. So don't be scared, just be smart. I reckon that encapsulates it. And just remember to hit pause. Hallelujah to that. Rachel Lord from YouTube, it's been a pleasure having you on Squiz Kids. Thanks for sharing all the awesome work you were doing at YouTube to make Australians safer and more savvy on the internet. It is our pleasure, Bryce. Now, it's something of a tradition on Squiz Kids to get our special guests to help us with the traditional Squiz Kids sign-off. Rachel, will you do the honours? I will indeed. Now get out there and have a most excellent day. Over and out. (laughs) 